Hello, hello, bonjour, and good morning, LinkedIn. How are you doing today, and how are you doing, Robert? Well, good morning, LinkedIn, and good morning, Doreen. You know, Doreen, today, today, this day, I'm feeling like a million bucks, but, but I'm still accepting donations. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. Though. You know, when you started saying, I'm feeling, something came up to my mind right away. It was like, and I'm feeling good. Okay, hello everyone and welcome on the Good Morning LinkedIn uh, live show every Saturday morning. We're here to talk about topics that are trending, controversial. We have an OBS conversation. With the objective, you know, to improve ourselves, to better ourselves, and to entertain you uh, during your coffee time, breakfast time, afternoon, depending on where you are in the world. We know we have a beautiful international community here, so let us know in the comment section. And let me, well, our friend here, let us know in the comment section where you are tuning in from so we can greet you properly. And our friend here, Chim. Hello, Tim. <laughs> Would be super happy if during our conversation you keep popping your questions, your comments, your thoughts, you know, and, and your, your own experience. We love engaging with you. So today's topic is kind of juicy, juicy, because we are talking about something that no one like, but that everyone does. Hmm. Right, Rob? Oh, wait a minute. Say that again. I was daydreaming. <laughs> you could lie a little bit and pretend you were listening. <laughs> so, you know, I probably should have lied because today isn't that what we're talking about? People, why, why do we like to be lied to? Doreen, do you like to be lied to? Of course I don't, but I would say... Of course I don't. And I don't, I, I don't believe anyone. Let us know in the comment, do you like to be lied to? And I'm pretty sure the answer for most of us will be no. But sometimes, you know, all truths are not good to be told. So sometimes I would rather be ignorant of something than knowing that I'm being lied to. Does it make sense? So I don't like knowing that I'm being lied to. If I'm being lied to, I would rather not knowing. You know, sometimes ignorance is a blessing. Let's say it this way. <laughs> you know, I take the opposite approach. I think that we as people actually do like to be lied to. I think inadvertently we like to be lied to because we are so afraid of facing the truth. Now, I know that's going to get a lot of backlash because we're going to have people in the chat saying, nope, I don't like to be lied to. I sure don't. But if we didn't, then we wouldn't act the way that we act a lot mm -hmm. of times. Yes, especially when you see the, the, the direction that our society is, is, is taking. This is kind of a little bit uh, um, controversial, you know. But if you think about it, we are being lied to since the very beginning, you know. Uh, for example, many parents try to scare their girls away from boys by telling them that if they will get pregnant, they could get pregnant if they kiss a boy, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. You know <laughs> that's brutal though you know my parent never told me that one i must say <laughs> <laughs> well you know here's the one that i always got though if you keep making those faces your face is gonna stick like that i used to tell that one to my brother and sisters actually and and you know 
I used to be told that one too. But that might be true, no? Who knows? I don't think that's true because <laughs> never mind. Because the faces that I used to make as a kid, man, if I look like that now. But you know what? So Doreen, I was reading an article the other day in a magazine, uh, well, in a online at least. And this woman said that she told her five-year-old that she couldn't eat cake 30 minutes before bed or she might get nightmares. And so now every time she eats cake, the kid that is, she asks her mom, what time is it? So here's the thing. If we don't like being lied to, then why do we lie to other people? That is why I think we like being lied to. But, you know, I think we could argue and let us know what you think in the comment. We could argue that it depends on the motivation behind the lie. Do you lie because you want to protect yourself? Do you lie because you want to protect others? Uh, or do you lie because you have a bad intentions towards someone? I think, you know, that, that there is no, it's not all white or black. I think when it comes to lies, we are in the gray zone and the gray zone here is quite big. Oh, and the gray zone is where the fun is. But you know, Doreen, let's go to the audience because we've got, let's go all the way back to Sia. Sia is really funny. She said, tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. I got that one, Sia. So who sang that song? I can't remember now who used to sing that song. I don't know that song. Who else is in the chat here today? Dan. Look, Dan says, you know what's weird? I used to join to give Robert a hard time. That's why most people join, though, Dan. And he said, the more I get to know him, the more I realize he's one of my people. Now I join because I respect the heck out of his opinion. And that is no lie. But you know what? I don't know if Dan is telling the truth or not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we have, we have more people coming from where? From... From England, hello, Erin, ah, and welcome, Erin. It's nice to see you back. Yes, and Marianne here. Welcome, Marianne. It's nice to see you. Uh, a great topic. Interestingly, fake news also affects company culture, as despite non-fact, holding on to false narratives and perceptions. That's really, that's what exactly you pinpoint what we're going to talk about today. And as an auditor, we have to separate fake news from facts. So we were having a conversation, Rob and I, just before the show. And I would like, Rob, for you to share what you, you told me, you know, as uh, auditors, that your job is to find the truth. <laughs> but people don't like you <laughs> because actually you find the truth. Yeah, it, it's the strangest thing. So so I'll tell you, I'll tell you a story. Um, so I remember one time. We were investigating something and let's just without getting into too many details, somebody was responsible for inventory, buying stuff to sell in a store. So we found out that um, he bought some inventory that was no good. And instead of writing it off, you know, saying this is obsolete inventory, he hid it in remote locations throughout the city. And this is bad because what it does is it overstates your inventory, right? So we, we called some storage facilities throughout the city and found out that this man was, well, he was padding the inventory. He was essentially stealing from the company. When we found out, we went, not only did we talk to the storage facilities, we took pictures of everything and I compiled all the evidence and I took it back to the people who were in charge. The first thing they did was they looked at me and they said, well, why were you investigating this anyway? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait, wait, this man is stealing from us and you're asking me, okay. So then they said, we don't believe you. I said, great. We have photographs. Then they said, well, 
how do you know that this is accurate? How do you know that he did it? By the way, we interviewed him. And after we talked to him, he admitted that he did it. Oh, well, we just can't believe this because he's an upstanding member of the community. We go to church with this man. And I'm like, well, I'm just the messenger. Why are you shooting the messenger? <laughs> but I say that one story, but that's been repeated. I've been doing what I do for over 20 years. You see it everywhere. You deliver bad news to somebody and they immediately attack you as the messenger. You, yeah, the, yeah, the messenger always gets shot. And that's why sometimes, you know, telling the truth is not especially the best thing to do. So you think twice about, you know, keeping a lie going on or telling people the truth. And actually, Irene says, uh, nobody, nobody likes to be lied to. But on the other side, she says, in a twist, though, um, you know, we also don't like the naked truth. And that's the thing we don't like the naked truth right so yeah. what else, who else is in the is in the is in the the comments today i see you guys you guys you are like networking chatting there is a, a parallel <laughs> a parallel conversation to our conversation today <laughs> dan also said and added um that's not just uh, in auditing that is marriage relationships and even eating at mcdonald's <laughs> yeah yep. yeah very true but check out what Sia said. Sia said, I hear you on this, Robert. White lies may be better than not. Example, I may not like an outfit on someone, but that's their taste, not mine. Ooh, true. Oh, here it is. Yeah, exactly. Right. So let's, you know, we talk about lies, but there is different categories of lies, right? So let's cover those three main categories of lies, because we're going to see how, you know, beyond, as Dan said, uh, the, 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 the workplace and, you know, the marriage, the relationship, it is also happening in our day-to-day -day life, especially through uh, the content we consume uh, uh, on social media. But before we dive into this topic, let's clarify for everyone what we are talking about here and the different categories because yes there is categories of lies <laughs> out there you mean a big lie and then a small lie i mean <laughs> mm, yeah no i don't know you lie very well you lie like so so like can get better you know <laughs> yeah but think about this though over the years if you look at the news cycle we've hit we've seen a lot of terms come up and a lot of things so one thing people talk about is misinformation right and misinformation is false or inaccurate information that is spread either accidentally or intentionally. But then we also. But this is remember. the first level. You know, this is the first level, the first layer, right? So now we're going next level. And see, your next level, though, is what people talk about fake news. Oh, that's fake news. Now, that's false or misleading information that is deliberately created and spread to deceive individuals. So now there is no more doubt on the intention behind the action. Yeah. Then there is gaslighting. And that's when somebody attempts to manipulate another person by making them doubt their own sanity or reality. And mm. this one is perversity to me, honestly. Like this is you, you got to have like a psychological issue to get to that level. Yeah. These are people who have mental illnesses who do this. Seriously. And, and it's it. If you've ever experienced it, you understand how bad it really is when someone can lie and look at you in your face and say, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they know that they created the situation that is what you're talking about. 
Uh, but listen, you know, it's I, I, th I think we can make the parallel here with propaganda, right? Propaganda has been around forever since human beings are human beings, right? And but now we we are facing and we are experiencing a new type of propaganda where now social media is the main channel, the main channel to diffuse, you know, to gaslight people and to uh, spread out a, a fake news and. That's what I was saying in the in the in the description of the event. Like fake news has become the new news, right? This is the news. And I was sharing with Robert actually in France. There is this big uh, 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 drama and this big controversy around news channel because they they realize that some of the uh, the the most popular journalists actually were provided information by. Uh, foreign countries and there, there there are even like businesses multi-million dollars businesses who have been that have been built on the back of like gaslighting people and and creating and spreading out fake news and let me tell you the number and to show you how this is a very profitable business they did a, there was this um this documentary about uh, this uh, company in in Israel and this company is the one that is like the pioneer in the industry if i can say so and so let's say as an individual as an entrepreneur you want to has a, an influential person you want to increase your reputation you want to increase your thought leadership status you know you want to be seen everywhere and you know like like portray an image that not that is not really true to yourself but let's say you want to do that you got to pay a couple of thousands of dollars okay so that's the pricing but then if you want to change the outcome of an election in a given country it starts at six million dollars right so they have the power to use misinformation uh, uh fake news and to gaslight people through social media to the point that they can influence the outcome of an election in any given countries now this is becoming a business so big and so uh, uh profitable that this is only the beginning unfortunately and, and today with rob we're going to share with you in order to try not to avoid to get into that trap of fake news, we're gonna look at four ways, four or five ways of uh, why why do we get trapped into this fake news uh, era, and and what could we do actually to 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 avoid that? Ooh, ooh, ooh. But before we go there, now you guys remember all of these social media companies began hiring all these fact checkers to make sure that we were getting good quality information. So here's how this show came about for today. I was reading and Dan, I do read sometimes. I was, re I was reading the New York times magazine and there was an article that came out uh, a few days ago and uh, Oh boy. Oh, the article was titled combating disinformation wanes at social media giants. So apparently as a part of all the big tech layoffs, many tech companies have now begun to shed jobs dedicated to combating false and misleading information. So now, according to the New York Times, this trend cuts across all industries and it threatens to undo many of the safeguards that the social media platforms put in place in recent years to ban or reduce misinformation. So we had this ramp up of all this information that was being disseminated that was 
probably bad. Then we had social media companies kind of clamp down on it. Now, when times are tight and they need to cut budgets, yeah. these are some of the first people to be let go. I'm wondering, how do you all feel about that? How do you all feel about that? And so, as Doreen said, though, we're going to talk about four reasons why we like lies. Yeah, and actually, Roberto, on that, uh, share with us the problem for humanity now is that the commonly called fake news or misinformation are the authentic and real news, and we're gonna we're gonna cover that. And 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 simply, you know, in in time of crisis, usually we say that companies and entrepreneurs they cut down the marketing budget, right? <laughs> now for the big giant uh, tech giants, for the tech giants, it's about cutting down. Uh, and I want to call it safety measure, you know, safety department, because this is really putting us at risks. And I find it really scary. Honestly, I find it really scary because some of us are like willing to dig deeper, you know, and to, to educate themselves on, on a given topic. But as we can see, and there are like so many examples out there on TikTok and, 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 and Instagram, for example, of people, they will just take one news and they will make it the news and they, re they will react about it without even fact checking. But why also do they cut those people, those departments? It's because it doesn't bring money, right? Doing the job and usually the most important part of the job when it comes to ensuring the, cons the user's uh, uh, safety, it doesn't bring money. So still, like we live in a capitalist world, right? So now oh, yeah. let's, let's look at uh, the first reason why we like lies. Ooh, we are bad at reading the room. So listen, in his book, Telling Lies, Dr. Paul Ekman says that most of us can't tell if someone's lying based on their facial expressions or body movements or whether or not they are telling the truth. Now, I'll tell you, so Doreen, I don't think I've ever told you about this, but as a part of the training for my job, I've actually gone to a lot of the training where you solicit information from people and you, you test the truthfulness of their statements. And so a lot of that involved looking at body language, listening to what they say and how they say it, intonations in their voice and things like that, but also handwriting analysis. You can look at how people write things and you can determine kind of the truthfulness of their statements. And so that is always very interesting, but inherently most of us are horrible at that. Oh yeah, but because we are not educated on that, right? And actually that's a very good point because that's what a mentalist do, right, does, right? Mm -hmm. A mentalist is able to understand and grasp information not because he can read, he can or she can read your mind, but because they are able to identify all the signs within your body language, your facial expressions, and all of this to say, hey, this is what the person is talking about, or this is what the person is thinking about, based if it's true, as you said, or if it is a lie. So that's something I would be super interesting to learn because I do believe it's important, especially in the crazy world we are evolving here. But let me get back to the comment because I see today you are on fire. <laughs> um, Sia says, uh, body language is about seeing the baseline, the baseline and then looking at behavior and movements, not just one thing as an indicator of deception. True. Yeah. And I think Sia makes a very important point because, and I tell people this a lot, people talk about eye contact and how important that is. And so 
I grew up in the segregated southeastern region of the U.S. where there was a lot of racism and things. So for me growing up, we were told not to look white people in the eyes because it might get us in trouble. And so as I grew up, I wasn't good at making eye contact, mm. but it made me seem less trustworthy, but it was because of cultural conditioning that had occurred. And so I had to unlearn that cultural conditioning so that I didn't appear to be something that I wasn't in society. So to see his point, it is all about baselining people and where they are initially, uh, and then looking at their behaviors based on that. Especially when you work in a multicultural uh, uh, environment with multicultural a multicultural team. I remember actually, one day i mean one of the i have worked in many different african countries and in one country in particular people will we would have meeting i would host and let me lead meetings and people would never look at me in the uh -huh. eyes and i remember at the beginning i would get so upset because i was like okay they don't give a damn actually <laughs> they're not listening because they're not looking at me in the eye but then when i asked the question they told me no we don't look at you in the eyes because this is a form of respect for us Uh, as you being the authority and us being, you know, the learners. So I found it very, very interesting. That's why it's important to ask good questions, right, from the get-go. So you avoid those uh, mistakes and you avoid those type of miscommunication and you don't confuse miscommunication, multicultural communication, for example, with being lied to or having a negative behavior. Number two, why would we like lies? Ooh, we want to trust and believe important people. Now, let me do a caveat on this. I'm, I don't mean like we trust the president of the United States or that type of important people that are important to us. Yes. The people that we deem as being special people to us. We want to trust them and we mm -hmm. really want to believe them. Take the parent that finds out that his or her child is doing drugs. They deny, deny, no, that can't be my child. He or she is a good boy or a good girl because that person is important to them. And it, it feels, you know, horrible when they when they find out that something is wrong. So now in his book, though, Ekman also found that we want to believe that someone is telling the truth, especially when that person is emotionally or psychologically important to us, because it's painful to believe that someone we care about yeah. is lying to us. Exactly. That it is. It is painful. You feel betrayed, right? You feel really betrayed and let down by the person you love and you trust. If if they happen, if they lie to you, so I mean, this is understandable. I th I think it's it's a very difficult balance to try to find here, and and, and the gray zone, as we did say at the beginning, is is very tricky when it comes to this to this topic. Um, let me see a more comment here. Uh, we have more comment here. Comments, uh, comments. Yeah, too many comments. I'm going through all of them. So, well, thank you for sharing that very personal impact on, on of the discrimination, its impact on conditioning, lack of eye contact. Yes, Doreen, a multicultural understanding is very important when evaluating behaviors. Exactly. We don't want to be uh, confused there. Uh, Dan says people that are neurodiverse, like myself, have nervous oh nervous tics, and can't sit and can't sit still. I can't judge them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. 
And that's where baselining comes into play, because if you see that, then you should be able to not use that as some sort of judgment. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And and, and we have um, another comment here from them who says, my body language is typically indicative of anxiety and discomfort, not a lack of being truthful, right? Um, and we have a long comment here. I don't know if you can read it in full on your side. Yeah, I got it. Uh... Roberto says, I believe that the biggest problem now is not social media platforms misinformation because people are trying to not believe them. But I believe now journalism ooh, does not look like a profession, but an ideology or a political movement. Mm. Some journalists do not investigate about facts. In the past, it was different. The general public does not believe journalists anymore. It is a real problem. Western media is biased in everything now. Obviously, there are some exceptions, but we cannot build societies on exceptions. Now, you know what, to his point. So when I was growing up, when you and I've said this before on this show, when I was growing up, you had the news and it would come on for either 30 minutes or an hour. And what you would have is, let's just say, take a 30 minute program. You would have about 20 minutes of facts, just people talking about facts and then in the last segment, you had someone that would do what was called an opinion piece. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, this is my opinion based on a set of facts. They don't even do the opinion piece anymore. And my theory and my belief is because oftentimes the news networks are just people's opinions. They take yeah, they, they do the opinions, but actually they don't check fact it. That's the thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing, too. And, and Lazar here, Lazar Lasers here says, has uh, easier to buy into bullshit than to pursue the truth. But just to get back to, to the social media piece here uh, and to add up on what Lazar uh, just uh, shared with us. Actually, um, the, 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 there is a study in 2018, actually, 2018. So it wasn't that too long ago. Three MIT researchers conducted a study and found that on Twitter, Okay, on Twitter, fast falsehoods were 70% more likely to be retreated than the truth. 70%, it's, it's a huge number. It's a huge number. Yeah. What do you think about it? Or let us know what do you think about it? Because, you know, when you say that people prefer to <laughs> retreat uh, uh, false information as opposed to retreating the truth. And actually, you know, that's what we call buzz, bad buzz. When it comes to bad buzz, bad buzz is way more noisy than, you know, the truth afterwards. So people, they would damage people, they would cancel people. And we have talked about uh, the cancellation, the cancel culture here on this show. And then when it comes to the truth to be told, no one care about it because the, the truth is boring. Yeah. You know, and what was real shocking, though, about the, the Twitter experiment is 70 percent is such a high, a high number. If it was something like 25 percent, I think we'd be like, ah, you know, well, there's still a lot of honest people in this world. But 70 percent was the rate at which false news spread faster than the truth. But it got me to thinking, too, this isn't new. It's not a social media thing. If you look, so back in the day, Mark Twain is credited with saying, if this is even true, <laughs> he's credited with saying that a lie travels halfway around the world while the truth is still putting on its shoes. Yeah. There was no social media back then. Yeah, but the thing now, it's amplified. 
the, lie are, the lies are amplified at the pace that is faster than ever before, and that can be damageable at the at the level that is higher than never before. Yeah, yeah. So, right. number three, what do we would like lies? I, and we mentioned that we mentioned that already because simply we we want to protect ourselves from pain, right? We we are not crazy people at the end of the day. We don't want to live in pain. We don't want to go through pain. And actually in his book, Emotional Bullshit, Dr. Carl Alasco writes that denial ignores or minimizes an, a, an essential fact. So according to literature from the Mayo Clinic, refusing to acknowledge that something is wrong is a way of coping with emotional conflict, stress, painful thought, threatening information and anxiety. So basically believing lies is a way of protecting ourselves from the truth. And this is almost, I want to say, this is almost a natural mechanism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is insane. But that last part, believing lies as a way of protecting ourselves from the truth, that is insane. But how many times have we had someone about to tell us some bad news and we just go like this. I don't want to hear it. True. Yeah. We just don't want to hear it. So to that extent, we like being lied to. But not telling the truth does. Okay. I have a question for you, everyone. Let us know. Let, let us know in the comment. I'm wondering if not telling the truth would be the equivalent of lying. <clears throat> I'll reserve comment on that until we hear from the audience, but I have an opinion. Okay, because if you tell me, okay, Doreen, I have, let's say, bad news, or I have something to tell you, and I don't want to hear it, right? So you don't tell me the truth. Doesn't mean that you are lying to me. I wouldn't say so, but you are not telling me the truth. So is there a such thing as a lie by omission? It's not by omission if the person asks you to not tell her, tell to not tell you, or to not tell her or him the truth. There is no That's omission. You have the intention to tell me the truth, but I'm the one who refused to hear the truth. So again, it comes back to my point at the beginning. What is the intention behind the lies, or what is the intention behind not telling the truth, or telling the truth? Because you can have bad intention in telling the truth also to someone, right? It's not especially coming from a a positive place. So I do see the distinction that you're making here, though, because you're saying, what if the person says, don't tell me, versus me just withholding it? That's, oh, I never thought about it from that standpoint before. Because I do feel like if I decide not to disclose it and I'm omitting it, then it actually is a lie. But if the person tells me, you know, I don't want to know, don't tell me, ooh, that that's yeah, that that, that this is really tricky. Honestly, there is no right, wrong, good or bad answer here, and I think it depends on uh, every individual and our personality and what we are looking for. And you know, sometimes I like to say ignorance is a blessing. Honestly. And when you hear the news and when you see all that is happening and you go outside, it's like it's I have more and more anxiety personally because of the, you know, the the world and everything that is happening around. So do you want to know the truth about the climate change? 
Do you want to know the truth about the world that is happening in, in, uh, in Europe? Do you want to know the truth? Like, I don't know. Honestly, I'm not sure because I want to protect my inner peace and I want to protect myself. So we mentioned that from the pain, that was point number three. But also, you know, it is not me asking the world to lie. It's me just wanting to protect myself. So it is kind of, of yeah, this is tricky. And actually here Charles uh, says, is omitted information as detrimental as lying? Exactly. So that's Ooh, my question to you guys. Question. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Doreen? You can't handle the truth. <laughs> now, there's going to be a few people who remember that movie. Yeah, no, 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 not me, but that's okay. I'm like, oh, you guys, you don't know. I'm learning so much on this show with you and with Rob's reference. I feel like I'm going back to the 70s, 80s, and, and learning what was going on back then. So that's cool. That's kind of cool. <laughs> Sia says, such a great conversation. I'm sorry. Oh, you have to leave. Okay, thank you for joining us. Uh, come back for the replay, Team Replay. Yes. She's still so, here. She just typed something a minute ago. <laughs> Oh, she's still here? Oh, okay. Let me stop. Let me stop. Okay, last but not least. So, why we like lies? Number one, we are bad at reading the room. So, maybe that would be good to consider, you know, to learn to identify and read body language. We, we want trust. We want trust. We want trust and believe important people through important people to us, right? And we are protecting ourselves from the pains. That would be my category. I would be, hey, listen, let me in peace. Sometimes ignorance is key, <laughs> is, 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 is a blessing. And last but not least, oof, this one is kind of, <laughs> of a punch <laughs> in the face. Because we are lazy. Tell us why do you think we are lazy, Rob? So look, hopefully we would not share lies if we knew that they were lies, but... There are decades of research that show that we're not good at judging the information that we receive. We talked about that earlier. We don't like to think too hard. We just don't. Who wants to go and look something up? We're swayed by superficial factors like, well, how easy it is to understand something and how popular it appears to be because the next social media influencer said that it was true. Whether or not it supports and the other thing we look at is whether or not it supports our pre-existing prejudices. So mm. three things. It's easy to understand. Other people are saying that it's true and it supports what we already believe. And also looking for new information is just hard work. Yeah, exactly. So now you, you, you know it all. <laughs> you know it all, beautiful people. And we have another comment from Roberto who says, sometimes there is no truth to say because it is nothing. It is only politics. People only need truth about real policies that will change the course of their lives. Yeah, we can see that Roberto. Actually, I know Roberto personally, and we met where we were canvassing <laughs> in our neighborhood uh, during uh, elections here in Canada. So um, there is a political uh, component to the conversation here. And, and Quinton? Quinton? says Quentin. i quinton says i agree with lazy that's why we are moving more towards ai and machine learning who remembers five people from numbers look quinton I don't. I don't remember my own phone number no i'm just kidding no i know mine though i don't even know my husband's mom though this is bad this is really bad <laughs> i know 
It's like now this well. movie. <laughs> yeah, so that's 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 oh wow. That's that's all for us today. We've been here long enough. Uh, thank you everyone for joining the conversation. That was super cool, super interesting, super interactive. So thank you. We love it when you drop your, your comments, share your questions, you know, and participate in the conversation because that's what we are here for. We are here for uh, to challenge you, but also for you to challenge us, right? And to learn all together and to improve ourselves all together. So our friend, let me let me see if I can find our friend again. He's really Shim is very very happy today <laughs> for all the contributions. So is there any anything else, a last word that you would like to say, uh, Rob? Oh yes, we are here every Saturday morning at ten thirty a.m. Central Standard Time, which is eleven thirty a.m. Eastern Standard Time. But if you like this show, go over to Apple. Google, Spotify, wherever you listen, subscribe, give us a five-star review because don't you think we're worth it? I think so. I think so. I think so. <laughs> so please, yes, go over to go over to your, your favorite platforms. We're here. We're putting a lot of love and in everything that we do, and we hope that you enjoy it and, and appreciate you know spending half an hour every uh, Saturday morning with us as much as we do spending this those 30 minutes with you so thank you so much you take care you stay safe and we will see you next week saturday for another live episode of good morning linkedin peace out